0: Uh, when the choir kids come in, we have to make a big deal about it. They're running a little late tonight, and so when they come in, I'm just going to go ahead and start the slow clap, and the slow clap is the universal way to make people feel awkward, all right? So we'll just do the slow clap, all right? Um, and it'll make them feel really at home, okay? So that's where we're at. Hey, uh, how many people have been here the last two weeks? Raise your hand. past two weeks. Okay. Uh, we are in a series that we did a few years ago called uh, Fiction, and, and here's the premise of the series. I'll give it a, a two-minute... Um, Background. Okay? The premise of the series is this, is we believe, and I think you would agree, that there are just a lot of things that you hear every single day. You hear at school, you hear at your family, you hear at church, you hear when you turn on TMZ, when you scroll on your Twitter feed. There's just a ton of things that we hear. You can pop this down actually a little bit, Chris. Um, there's a ton of things that we hear all the time, and it's up to you as 7th through 12th graders, to, or maybe some of you guys are 6th graders, to um, decide really for yourselves a lot of times, okay, what is true, like that video said, and what is not true? Uh, like, like, how do I know what this person telling me is true, and how do I know whether it's, it's false? And a lot of times, and I think probably everybody in the room at some point has had that happen where you, you got let down, and you realized that something you thought was true was, was fiction. It wasn't true. And so each week, we're kind of taking different areas of our lives, and we're kind of dissecting those areas, and and we've we've kind of attached it to a a, a person or some things that you guys are are, are walking with or you know about, and so tonight, uh, if you're wondering what the heck we're going to talk about, Kim, Kanye, and Christ. All right, we had had a student leadership team this summer that named all these, okay, and that one was like one of their favorites. Next week was actually their favorite, but this one, um, a couple years ago when we did this series, we called it Jacob, Edward, and Jesus, uh, but... That's like old news. Who cares about those, you know, werewolves and Draculas, okay? Um, so, uh, Kim, Kanye, and Christ, and here's why. I'm just going to get it out on the table tonight. We tonight, if you didn't know you were coming to this, uh, welcome. We're talking about dating tonight. And you're like, dude, I'm not even close to there. Can I leave? No, because here's what I want you to know, is is everybody in this room, I think, is somehow connected to this scene. Right now, some of you guys have boyfriends, some of you guys have girlfriends, and, and just right off the bat, I'm not going to hate on that tonight. I'm not saying you shall not date. That's not the goal tonight. Okay. The goal is to look at some of the fiction that I think, here we go. <laughs> Woo! Nice. Choir kids, find a seat. Choir students, find a seat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Catch you up. We are in a series called Fiction. Most of you guys know that because you were here last week. Uh, And tonight we're talking about dating, Segway, Kim, Kanye, and Christ. All right? Um, And so here's what I was saying is everybody in this room is somehow connected to this scene. All right? Everybody. Some of you guys have older brothers and sisters where a boyfriend or a girlfriend comes over your house, and so you're like, oh yeah, that's my sister's boyfriend, or that's my my brother's girlfriend, or whatever, and some of you guys are in relationships right now, and again, I'm not going to hate on that tonight. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have an open conversation, but I'm not saying tonight, don't date. Dating is the devil. That's not our heart tonight, but our heart tonight is to say that there are a lot of things in this scene that you are hearing right now. Through the media, through your family, through even church sometimes, uh, through your friends, definitely through your school and what's going on there, and you have to wade through it and say, okay, what is true, and what is fiction? What is fact? What can I base my life on? What can I say this is what I want to go for, and what is not that? It's false. It's It's fiction. And so here's two promises tonight. The first one is that this is a hot topic. Like I said, everyone's connected to it. That was the first promise. Second promise is this. I can guarantee you that some people in the room tonight are not going to like what I say. Just going to throw that out there, all right? But that's okay. Again, I want to challenge you. When I started going to church, man, this was the time where I kind of zoned out. (sighs) Dude's talking about the Bible and Jesus, zoning out. Okay, I love the music. I love the hangout time. I love the cornhole in the back. I got to play some games. But when the guy loaded, I was kind of like... Okay, here we go again. Here's what I want to challenge you with. Don't be like me, all right? I, I want you, I want you to, to, to perk up a little bit because everyone in the room is affected by this and I want you to try to listen. Even if everything I say, you're like, I don't really agree with that. Man, wh- ask yourself, why don't I agree with that? Don't just you, don't you shut it off and say, I don't agree, I'm out. Why? What, what, what would I say tonight that maybe you wouldn't agree with? Jot that down. I would love to talk, to, talk with you about that because everything that we're talking about tonight, here's what I can guarantee you on. It's, it's based on the authority of the, of the Word of God. Everything that I'm going to talk about tonight is not Scott's opinion. Uh, You know, just because Scott's been married a few years and has a few kids doesn't mean I'm, like, expert on this thing. I'm taking everything that we're teaching tonight and we're saying, okay, God, does this line up with your word? And I think it does, and I think you would agree. And so maybe some of you guys aren't on board with that tonight, and that's going to be okay. But I want you to listen. And I want you to ask yourself, if you don't agree, why? To set it up, though, we, uh, just to kind of let you know why we did this is because I think we are obsessed as a culture with uh, uh, romance or love or dating. How many people in the room, shameless guys, don't, don't, don't be scared, own any song by Taylor Swift? Raise your hand. Come on, guys. Really? No, You, you brothers are here. Not one song. Love story is not on your iPod. Really? I knew you were trouble. I mean, that's a hit. That's not on there at all. Wow, I'm impressed. All right, how many people have some Bieber songs in your iPod? Yes, all right. For decades and decades and decades, pop culture has been kind of centered on the music scene, and for decades, it has really come from love songs. Love songs after love songs and they might change the style and they might change the beat. But love songs, love songs, love songs. Why? Because we like it. We like to kind of listen and go, oh, that's such a cute line. We like love songs, right? We like Taylor Swift. I got the album. It's good. And you're like, dang. By the way, if Taylor Swift ever gets married, it's the end of her career, right? I mean, because then she can't write songs about hating the guy she dated, okay? Her career is over. She has to write songs about marriage and nobody's going to buy those, okay? Uh, People want to buy love songs about like, oh, you broke my heart and now I'm done with you. I knew you were trouble. When when you first walked in, the other thing is is movies. Movies. Uh, how many people have ever watched? Uh, how about this? Not ever. In the last two months, watched a chick flick. Raise your hand. Again, guys, don't be don't be don't be afraid of this. No, guys. Yeah, come on, Alex. There we go. Alex. Yes, there we go, Ben. Yes. Okay. Chick flicks, like, you know when it's happening. You know that there's going to be X amount of chick, fl- chick flicks every year. That's just like they make tons of money. Why? Because we like to watch and kind of and get into stories of romance and love and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and... Um like I said, a couple of years ago, it was Twilight, but maybe now it's the Hunger Games. I asked our student leadership team, I'm like, what's going on? What's the, what are the cool shows? And here's some shows that they mentioned, and maybe uh, you're not there, but they mentioned these. They say here's some, what some people are talking about at my school. Uh, Teen Wolf, uh, Pretty Little Liars, um, and yeah, Teen Wolf and Pretty Little Liars. And then, of course, uh, we're all, who cares, but we're all up on, is Justin and Selena, are they really together? Or are they broken up? Can we, can we... Can I do not care, but some people get really up in arms about a page. Like, they really care, okay? Right, our Je- and so, like, Selena has to go on Twitter and say, with a definite, or like Ryan Seacrest has to interview, are you guys a thing? It's like a big deal. We care. Like, we really care, right? Oh, did you hear? Justin and Selena aren't really together, all right? And then, of course, our, our title people tonight, Kim, Kanye, all right? Kim and Kanye are this couple, very high profile. How many people watch the Kardashians? Raise your hand. Uh, shame on you. So awful. So <laughs> awful. I got you on that one. I see how I had to raise hands. No shame, no shame. And then that one, I'm like, seriously, like we need to have a counseling session, okay? Um, but here's the deal. I, I, I just honestly, I can't stand their voices. Like it just absolutely drives me insane. Their voices. I can't even stand it, okay? But anyways, all of a sudden, there's this big... I remember when it happened, it was like, oh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian spotted, hanging out. Blah, blah, blah. Are they dating? Are they dating? And next thing you know, they came out and they said, yes, man, we're official. They were like courtside at a basketball game. That's like the the really high-profile celebrity Facebook official, like like next to each other holding hands at a basketball game. And so they're there, and next thing you know, right, Kim Kardashian winds up pregnant, and guess what? Now they have a baby, and his name is North. Or her name, is it a girl? I don't even care. <laughs> Northwest, I get it. It's stupid, okay? Uh, but I, here, here's, why, here's why we named it that. It's because we care. Like, we really care. I bet you, and it, I'm not going to raise the hands, but a lot of people in the room knew about that. Like, they follow Cam and Connie on Twitter, and they watch TMZ, and, and you knew about this, right? Yeah, I see some head nods. That's, a, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you, right? This is not out of nowhere. Everywhere, we have some sort of connection to this, this scene. I'll give you one more example. My wife and I... Uh, we even are susceptible to this. We uh, we like to go watch movies. And you guys have seen this before, where you're at a movie theater. Our favorite part is previews. I love the previews. If we show up late, like we might as well not even come. I love the previews. And so we make sure we show up early. And we have a rating system. And if you don't know the Worthington rating system, other people do it. I'm not saying we own it. But you need to get on this. Okay, here's what we do. It, it, as soon as the preview starts, we're like, okay, we're just kind of checking it out. And then the preview continues to go. And then eventually the preview ends. And here's what we do. We either give a thumbs up and uh, we just took each other. And anytime, anybody, if you ever come to a movie with us, this is going to happen. You better participate or we're going to kick you out. Thumbs up means um, that movie's happening. We're going to watch that movie and probably in theaters because we really liked it. This is a thumbs up movie. And then, of course, there's the, like, no, another lame comedy or another, like, you know, Expendables or, like, 27. And so we don't want to watch that. And so we're, we're, we're putting it down and we're saying, no way, no way. And then there's this one. This is the kind of, hmm, like... Red box material, like it's kind of there, right? But here's what happens every time. Anytime a couple people show up on the screen, Candace doesn't wait to the end of the preview. And and let me me tell you why. So you you guys have seen this. You're at the theaters, and it's like, do-do-do, do-do-do. It's like this beautiful white screen, and this pink lettering comes. It's like, uh, coming this fall, you know, a new, a new romantic comedy or whatever, and it's like setting this up and you're like, oh, yeah, another romantic comedy because we're so obsessed with romance. We love this. And next thing you know, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal enters the screen and Candace is like, yeah! Woo! Go to see and it! And, or, or, or Ryan Gosling, okay? One of, these, one of these tools, okay? And so they're there they're, 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 and Candace is in. Candace is in, right? Here's why I tell you that. I'm not saying that's bad. If you want to go watch a movie with Ryan Gosling, hey, go ahead. That's what the movies are for. If you want to watch a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, go ahead. Here's what I'm saying. Everyone is connected. If you understand that, go ahead and give me a big head nod. Everyone. If you're like, I'm not dating for X amount of years, you're connected somehow to the scene. So here's why I'm telling you that. Don't tune out tonight because you could put something in your back pocket tonight that you could carry on and use maybe in five years, maybe tomorrow, but nobody is exempt from what's about to happen and we're about to talk about. Nobody is exempt. We are uh, obsessed. And so here's what I want to do tonight. We're going to talk about two lies. This is what we've been doing. We've been saying, okay, if, if there's fiction out there, what are some lies? So I'm going to give you two lies that I think the culture is feeding us. And I say us because I'm, I'm susceptible. Yeah, I'm married. Yeah, I'm out of the dating scene, but I'm susceptible to these lies. And then two truths, again, from the Word of God to kind of back those up. Why is it true? Because the Word of God says so, and why? And let's talk about that. But here's what I want you to know. This is not me. I'm doing a lot of setup tonight because I want you to know this is our heart here. This is not me as a married guy. I'm looking down at all these little teenagers, and I hope you guys don't mess up. That's not my heart at all. My heart is to come, I've said this before, whenever we talked about relationship, is to kind of come like a big brother, right? I'm I'm 27, and I'm a little bit further down the road than you guys, and yes, I have dated. I'm done with that scene. I am married now, and so I look as a big brother down, and I say, hey, um, here's some things, and your leaders too, here's some things that you can avoid. Here's some ways that you can not hurt yourself. Here's some ways you can avoid this fiction. So I want to try to give you lots of application tonight. What's application? Application is easy ways for you to apply this to your life. Easy ways for you to put this in your life tomorrow. Easy ways for you to change something even tonight that will help you in the future so if you understand that, give me a thumbs up like we're in the rating system thumbs up if you understand what I'm ta- talking about okay if you take notes I hope you do we're going to write some things down tonight again the reason we want you to write those down is we don't think we know you won't remember them in three days no matter how good you liked it um, or you can tweet it and hashtag Rad Refuge Tweets do something to where you'll have this somewhere because here's here's the first thing I want you to write down fiction might feel better but the truth of God is his best for you here's why I say that i say it again Fiction might feel better, but the truth of God is his best for you. I, I, I know that there are some things, not all fiction sounds bad. Like a lot of fiction sounds really good. A lot of the lies that we hear that our culture tells us, it sounds really good. And so even though fiction might feel better, we might get the, you know, we might get the butterflies, or we, might, we might like the way it feels, doesn't necessarily mean it's good for us. Here's the biggest, the, the biggest lie that I love, and I love to squash it. Like, I want you to go home, and if you have this on a coffee mug, um, tell your mom, my youth pastor said to do this. Actually, don't say that, but say, Mom, can I smash this coffee mug? Okay, Here, here's, here's the thing that you hear all the time. Maybe you have a picture frame somewhere in your house. Here's what it says, right? Follow your heart. How many people have ever heard that before? Somebody's ever said, you know, man, just just follow your heart. No! Okay, that is a lie, 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 lie. Did you know that the word of God says that your heart is deceitful above all things? So follow, this is, this is what people put on coffee mugs. How horrible is this? Follow the thing that is deceitful above all things. Here's why I tell you that. Am I saying that you're a horrible person? No. But we know that your heart gets into things that it shouldn't sometimes. Your emotions are like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're up here and your man, your heart's happy and everything's good. And sometimes, man, you're down here and it's a bad place for your heart. And emotionally speaking, it's a bad idea to say whatever I'm feeling right now, I'm gonna act on that. Like if you ever got really mad at somebody and you really feel like pushing them out in front of traffic, okay? Don't follow your heart. That's bad. You're gonna go to jail for murder. But that's not you understand that? That's true. A lot of times we hear follow your heart, man, whatever your heart leads you to. No. Your emotions and your heart will lie to you. don't follow your heart. So whatever feels nice doesn't necessarily mean it's true. It could be fiction. Sometimes fiction feels better, but the truth of God is his best for you. That's one thing you can bank on, man. Take this to the bank. God's word is true for you no matter what. Your emotions might rise and fall, but God's word never does. So we want to place God's word over what we're talking about tonight. And so here's the first lie. Say lie number one. Oh, man. See, two weeks ago we tried this, and you guys got really good, and then you got bad again. Say, line number one. Line number one. There we go. Write this down. Here's line number one. Sydney said it on the video. Here's what it says. The Bible doesn't talk about dating. So I guess I'm on my own. I've heard students talk about this. They've come into my office, or they've they, they, they hit me up on Facebook. It says, Scott... Um, how do you know what to do with dating? Because guess what? I, I googled it, uh, and I, I, I googled where in the Bible dating is, and I didn't come up with anything. Like, it said zero search results. So the Bible doesn't talk about dating, so I guess I'm on my own. And that's the lies. You just better figure it out. Man, God will give you a lot of insight on a lot of things, but dating, this huge area of people's lives around your age and getting older into college, this huge area, I guess you're on your own. Here's the truth tonight. Write this down. The truth is that God cares about every part of my life. And He desires the best for me. No matter what your emotions tell you, no matter what might be going on in your head, that is true. That God, the God who created the heavens and the earth and everything we see and every molecule in your body, he cares about every single part of your life. There's no, no part of your life where God says, um, can we talk about something else? I don't really like that. No part of your life does God not care about. And so what I want to do tonight is I looked, I was just looking all over the word of God about no, it doesn't say dating, but it connects to that. So what I want to do is, um, it's not going to be on the screen every verse, but the, 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 the reference is. And I want you to jot down these references, okay? If you need to, take a picture of the screen, okay? Sometime in the next few days, I want you to go and I want you to, in your Bible, I want you to look these up. And I want you to let God speak to you through that. Because I could tell you right now that that's true, that, 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 that God's best for you is his truth. But I want to show you by the word of God. So I'm going to read ten verses. And I want, as I read these, I want you to think about them not in maybe the context that you've thought of them before. Some of these are coffee cup verses. You've heard me talk about those coffee cup, coffee cup verses. Coffee cup verses are awesome. They're just as much the word of God as the non-coffee cup verses. But I want you to think in, in terms of, man, this is God caring about every part of my life, including relationships, including dating, romance. So as I read these, uh, jot the reference down. Here's the first one. You've heard this one. Jeremiah 29, 11. Here's what it says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Again, don't just think of that like, oh yeah, I saw that on my mom's mantle. That's your life. God has a plan for you. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 through 5. Here's what it says. For this is the will of God. A lot of people say, I don't know God's will for my life. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 through 5. This is part of God's will. Your sanctification. What does that mean? That's a big Bible word we talked about it two weeks ago. Sanctification means God making, him, making you look more like him. Jesus in and through you, making you look more like him. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passions of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. So I want you to think about that. You say, well, I didn't know the Bible talked about that kind of stuff, physical, physical stuff. And sexual. I didn't know the Bible talked about that kind of stuff. It talks about it a lot. And in the context of what we're talking about, it's huge. 2 Second, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. This is a good one. Huge right here. Don't team up. Or another version might say, do not be unequally yoked with those who are unbelievers. What does that mean? On well, the context of what we're talking about, it means that you people who... Again, I'm not condemning. I'm just bringing truth to the Word of God to you. People that are dating people that don't know Jesus. People that are saying, well, I'm just dating them because I want to show them Jesus. The Bible says that's wrong. The Bible says you and I should not be unequally yoked. Have friends that are non-Christians, but don't enter into a romantic relationship with non-Christians. Why? How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Two weeks ago, we talked about you're a new creation in Christ. You are are a new creation because Jesus saved you. And he says, you can't can't go back with unbelievers and and live in these romantic relationships and date these people and even talk to these people and flirt with these people. Why? Because it doesn't work. It's dangerous for you. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Huge. You've heard this. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Everything you allow in, every emotion that you allow to capture you, your life flows from that. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3. But among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You guys can read the other two on your own. Here's what it's saying. God cares about every area of your life. There's nothing that God says, I don't care about that including dating. So the lie that says, uh, God doesn't really talk about dating, so I guess I'm on my own. That's false. That's not true. God cares about every single area of our lives. And so when we start to to talk to that person, when we start to text that person, when we start to walk with that person and say, yeah, we're dating now, we're official, we are boyfriend, girlfriend, we start walking that road, God cares about that. And he has a whole lot to say about it. Lie number two. Say lie number two. Oh, uh, you guys are getting pretty good. All right, here we go. Line number two. My relationships now won't affect me then. Let me just kind of give you a real quick progression of dating, okay? Uh, Back in the day, nobody said the word dating. Back in the day, and what we find in the Bible is this is this, is this this term of, of courting. You guys probably never even heard that, right? Courting is this. Courting is, I'm a guy, and I want to date a girl, and so here's what I do. I go to her dad, and I say, hello, sir. Or if she doesn't have a dad in the picture, I go to her mom. Or if they're not in the picture, her grandma, her grandpa. And I say, whoever's guardian over this girl, um, I would like to pursue your daughter, your granddaughter. I, I would like to potentially get to know them. And why? The reason for courting was eventually to get married. Like, whoa, he said the M word. That was the reason for courting, to get married. And so he would say, I want to I wanna, um, court your, your daughter, your granddaughter. I want to get to know them a little bit to potentially marry them one day. And now it kind of progressed. And again, we listened to fiction and we listened to lies. And, and then it was, it was dating. And now we still kind of use that term, but even now it's it's in younger culture. It's we're not even really dating. We're just uh, we're just we're just uh, official, or we are hooking up, or we are together, or my favorite is we are talking, um, and that basically means uh, that you're your boyfriend and girlfriend. But you want the freedom of not being boyfriend and girlfriend. That was the same when I was in high school. Okay, we're just talking, whatever that means. But here's what here's what I want to just free advice. This is free. You didn't come for this. But this is free right here, guys. Every dude in the room, listen up. I don't care what your friends say I don't care what anybody around the culture says if you want to do your this girl a favor and her family a favor before you even think about dating her or 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 getting in a relationship with her I would even say before you're even texting her a whole bunch you need to get in front of that girl's dad or mom and say here's my intentions because all you are is a weird dude to them they don't know you and this is their daughter that's free okay dudes talk to parents very very good for you to do don't be that guy that is, is, is taking somebody's daughter and, and dating them and texting them and flirting with them and taking them down roads that they never want you to go down before you even tell them. Here's what I want you to know. The lie is that your relationships now won't affect you then. And here's, here's the truth that I want you to, to kind of get in your head. Honoring, and I'm about to drop the N word, honoring my future marriage starts right now. say, dude, I'm in seventh grade. I'm not even thinking about that. Well, here's what I want you to go back to. There is no such thing as dating in the Word of God. There's principles that we can attach to this, but here's what we know in the Word of God. The Word of God and and God's plan, God's only plan for romance. Do you hear me? His only plan for romance, dating, whatever you want to call it. I know guys don't like the word romance, okay? But dating or whatever, His only plan is marriage. I want you to try to sit on that for a minute. There's a lot of Christians that would say, oh man, that's a little harsh, right? Well, show me. Anywhere in the word of God where people date without the intention of marriage. Say, Scott, you don't understand. It's 2013. That's not how it works. I'm in sixth grade. Man, I've talked to, I've talked to elementary school kids. They're like, yeah, I got a boyfriend. What? You're like 10. Here's what the culture tells us. This is what you do. And do whatever you want because your relationships now don't affect you then. And you're start, we're starting to see, and I think even, even the non-Christian culture is starting to get around this. We're starting to see 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds go places and walk down roads and train wreck situations and places they would never even think that they could go and they can never get those places back. They can never get those things back because the, the fiction, the culture is telling them, don't worry about it. Man, just, just, just walk down that road. Younger and younger and younger than ever before in the history of our world are people getting involved in things that they don't even know what they're involved in. Physically with people. Through media and, and texting and, and picture messages and, and the internet. I mean, more than any other time in history, people are walking down this road at 10, 11, 12 years old. But God's only plan, His only plan is marriage. And if we really got that tonight, again, this is where you might not agree with that, but I just want to let you know, if you really got that tonight, it would change the way you react and connect with the opposite sex. When you look at somebody as a daughter of God or a son of God, and God's only plan is marriage, whoa, that changes the game. Because just like you aren't your own, they're not yours either. I love this lie. It came out in a movie a bunch of years ago but uh, here's the lie that our culture feeds us is um, the the you complete me lie. How many people have ever heard that? Like I've heard people like write wedding vows. You complete me. Okay. My wife's right here, so you know I'm not just hating on my wife without her right here, okay? My wife is amazing. I'm so thankful for Candace. I'm, she. She's given me two amazing kids in the world, and I'm sure the one in her belly is going to be amazing too. We've been dating now for 10 years. We still go on dates every two weeks. I date my wife 10 years now, like 10 years. That's like a decade, okay? I'm old, okay? But I've been dating my wife for 10 years, but here's what I'll never, ever say because I know it's not true. Candace does not complete me. She never could. She compliments me in a million ways. I fail and she's good at it. I can't cook. I would eat macaroni and cheese for the rest of my life. But she cooks some awesome meals. Dude, get a girl like that, okay? Uh, But she doesn't complete me. And I don't complete her. But this lie that we believe is that even now, some of you guys are talking and you're you're dropping, you're saying how much you love this person and and how much they complete you and you're 14 years old. Listen, again, this is not me condemning. This is me being a big brother and saying, you have no idea what you're saying. You are eating up fiction that is damaging your heart. So I kind of made this illustration I want you to kind of see, okay? Here's God's plan. God's plan is that his only option is marriage. And so here's his plan. Is that one day you you young men and you young women would come to an altar with somebody one day and would say, I've been waiting for you. That God created me to walk in this relationship with you, person, however old I am. And I'm going to walk in this relationship, stand before God and my friends and family, and I'm going to give myself to you. But here's what we do now. And if you've been here, don't let this condemn you, because we're going to talk about that in a minute. But what we do now is we start very, very young. And we start dating that person, and we start texting that person, we start sending pictures to that person, and we just start kind of giving pieces of ourselves away. Man, ah, the first time that you kissed somebody, you give that away. The first time that you told somebody you loved you, you gave that away. The first time that you, that you, that you went to a dance and, 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 and did things that you knew you shouldn't have done, you gave that thing away. The first time that you even, by yourself, you clicked on that link. And all of a sudden, our culture tells us, man, your relationships now won't affect you then. Once you, once you go crazy in college, and you can get married one day, and, and settle down, and, and everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Just, just keep having fun. I talk to people all the time. Like, well, Scott, didn't you, didn't you want to have fun before you got married? Didn't, didn't, didn't you want to see kind of what things were like out there before you got married? And here's what the culture tells us, man. Just keep, just keep doing this. And here's what we know is that you give yourself away to people that don't deserve it, have never earned it, have never pursued you enough to deserve it. And then some of us, one day we get to a place and we're like, And it was never God's intention. That's why we don't find dating in the Bible. That's why you don't find, hey, do what you'd like because you can always just, you can always just jump back later and, and your relationships now don't affect you then. That's a lie. I think we're even seeing that in our culture. Just as we end tonight, I want to, uh, I want to kind of do an evaluation because I know there's a bunch of thoughts going on in the room. bunch of thoughts. Here's the first thing. If you think tonight, Scott, to be honest with you, you are a prude, man. You need to get with the times. You're living in like 1950. That's just not how it is anymore. All those verses you read about being sexually pure and all these different things, you're crazy. That's just not the world that we live in. Some of you guys are thinking that right now, and I understand that. Let me ask you a question. Say I'm wrong. Is the alternative working? Think about our culture. Is the alternative, the do whatever you want, go for it, God's word is crazy, it's old, it's school, you know, just go ahead and adapt it to 2013, is that working? Well, our title girl over here, she's on her like seventh high-profile boyfriend. She marries him, everyone covers it, the big ring, the big wedding dress, the million, trillion dollar wedding, what happens? Done. It's not working. The system is broken, and we continue to go to it like it's whole. We continue to go to it like it works, but it never worked. It's broken. How many people that you know right now, how, how, many, how many friends of yours have you walked with that have been heartbroken? How many people have you had to talk to that their picture went all over the school? How many people do you know that this system that they thought was true and thought would be good for their heart and their emotions, they, they, they're, in, they're in tears, and they're like, this, this didn't work like I thought it would. It's because it's broken, and that was never God's intention. So if you think I'm crazy tonight, ask yourself the question is it working? The cool new 2013 version, is it working? No. And it hasn't. In 1999, and 1989 and 70, it just doesn't work. Sure, we keep getting more and more crazy and hoping that it's gonna work more you know better and better, but it doesn't. It's broken. Because a couple thousand years ago, God gave us the truth, and that's his best for us. As crazy as it sounds to the culture. Second evaluation, if you're dating tonight, here's what I want to ask you. If you're dating tonight, that's not bad. Listen, don't, don't, I'm not saying, go break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. You might want to, you might need to, but ask yourself the question, if I'm dating, is my relationship honoring to God? Is my relationship honoring to God? Is my relationship honoring to my future husband or wife? And you go, wow, Scott, again, that's, that's really far out there. Well, here's what the Bible says. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, it says this. Each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Let me ask you a question. Does that say when they get married? never read that verse because maybe you skipped over it. Because you're like, well, when I get married, I'll write that verse down. Well, what if the Bible is timeless? And what if that means men in this room should love your wife right now? You don't even know her name. You don't even know where she lives. You don't know when you're going to meet her. But you should love your wife as you love yourself right now. Women, you young women in here, what if you looked at that not as when you get married, but right now you have somebody that might be your husband one day and you need to respect him by the way you live your life, by the way you handle other relationships. That will change the way you see things. We don't read that verse as timeless. We don't read that verse as getting into your life right now. But what if, what if you're supposed to love your wife right now? Most of this room is going to get married. Even the 7th grader who right now is like, what is marriage? No. You're going to get married one day probably. What if you, in your life, the way you click on the internet, and the way you talk to girls, and the way you text girls, and the way you look at daughters of God, you not only honored him, but you honored your future wife. Ladies, same thing. The way you look at, the the way you react to boys, the way you text, the way you flirt. Is it honoring to God and honoring to your future marriage? If you're not dating right now, let me ask you this question. Is Jesus really enough for you? Some of you guys are so passionately chasing relationships. You feel so alone and you need somebody to bring you comfort. Listen, that's never going to last. The comfort that some boy or some girl will bring you. It never will last. So the real question is, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling in need of some affection or, or some love, if you're looking in the wrong spot. Just ask Kim. She's been there numerous times. Keeps going to different wells, trying to satisfy. And never works because there's only one person that can complete you. Real quick, before we end, Van, you guys can go ahead and load up. Um, I want to give you guys, again, I told you it was going to be practical. I want to give you guys three really, really practical ways to apply this stuff. Three really, really practical ways. Don't don't put your stuff away yet. I want you to write these down. Here's the first one. Really practical dangers of dating. Things that you can avoid. Here's the first one. Texting. And I'm going to sound like an old man right now, okay? But some of you guys have been there. You know This thing right here is a secret box that is really, really dangerous. How you, because there's so many things that you'll say through a text message or through a picture message or through a Snapchat that you would never say or show in front of somebody's face. But behind this box, you're in. It's super dangerous, and I don't even think we know yet. We'll see, I think, in 10, 15 years, the, 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 the fallout of what we've been seeing with the new technology. And again, I'm not against technology. I got the iPhone 5. I love it. I love technology. Don't hear me wrong, but you have to be careful because you can go places, and you can do things, and you can give parts of yourself away that you could never do before right here. Let me give you a way to know. If you're a person, like right now, there's some people that if, that if that phone was on the table, it's way too far away because somebody could pick it up. Listen, if you couldn't give your phone to your parents right now and they could look through what you've looked at, they can look through your text, they can, if they could, Snapchat's this app that deletes everything, but if they could go back and look at your Snapchats, would it honor God or would it be a lot of stuff you shouldn't have on there? I've seen it all the time. People are like, oh my gosh, No. Whoa, whoa. Or like the thousand passcodes. Here's another thing. If you delete text, not for the sake of space, but for the sake of content, you delete text threads. Super dangerous. Again, I'm not hating. I'm not condemning. This is big brother coming around you and saying, listen, never before have we had this secret box that you can go places that you never were able to go before. And you guys all got them in your pockets right now. That's a practical way, man. Don't, don't do things on here that you wouldn't do in real life. Don't say things on here that you wouldn't say in real life and be open. If there's never anybody grabbing your phone and looking through what you're looking at and looking through what you're texting, you're in a super dangerous spot. Super dangerous. Second one is objectification. That's a big word, but here's, I want to talk to my young men for a minute. The danger of dating and the danger of where we're at in a society is the objectifying women. Here's what that means. They're not really daughters of God anymore. They're just something to look at. And our culture says, that's okay. Our whole city. I grew up here. I love this city. But our whole city is built on that. Women are objects for your pleasure. That's what they are. But they're not. They have a soul. They're daughters of God. And they deserve more than that. Girls, a danger that I find in your lives is flirting. Well, I'm not really dating him but I, I, like, to, I like the attention and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say certain things to get his attention and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text certain things that are really going to make him like me. I'm going to throw that smiley face in and I'm going to do whatever it takes to kind of keep his attention with me because I like it. I like the way it feels. We did this last time but as we kind of close tonight and the band's going to play and I'm going to be up here just a few minutes longer. Last time what we did is, when we did fiction, is we said, what if after a talk like this, it's pretty heavy, people are kind of thinking about their lives. What if, what if I wrote them a letter? This is just a letter from, from me as your big brother, student pastor, just truth and encouragement. So hold on everyone. I just want to kind of bow your heads for a minute I want you to just listen. I'm going to first talk to the girls. And girls, as I read this, I want you to to know this is the truth of God. And this is me just coming around you with with all the other leaders as well. We just love you. We just want the best for you. We've been where you've been. We've walked where you've walked. And we just want the best for you. Here's what it says. To the girls of refuge, you are beautiful. No matter what anyone has told you, you are precious in the eyes of God. And you only deserve his best. Don't be so enamored with romance that you lose sight of what truly completes you. Jesus. Jesus. Guys' eyes and comments when you wear things you shouldn't or do things you shouldn't might flatter you, but it will never complete you. Be women of God who throw away the fiction and stand confident in your identity in Christ. Do not waste your time with boys. Who you allow to access your heart through text, flirting, and all the other ways our culture lies to you will only set you up for heartbreak and you'll give pieces of yourself away that you can never get back. That's not God's best for you. Honor God now and honor your future marriage because one day you are going to be pursued and loved by a godly man. So be patient and trust the Lord as he conforms you into what you need to be to be ready for that day. To the young men of refuge, most guys like a challenge, so I want to challenge you. My challenge for you is to step up and be young men. Our culture is full of overgrown boys, and we desperately need some young men to step up. And here's what a man isn't. A man isn't someone who takes advantage of girls, whether that's with your body or with your eyes. A man isn't somebody who chases the next way to be cool or to get attention. A man loves Jesus and understands that following him doesn't make him weak. It actually gives him the ability to be truly strong. I want to challenge you to be a man who pursues a woman in a godly way and understand that just like you aren't your own, she isn't your own either. Every young woman here, every young woman at your school, every girl on TV or on the internet is a daughter of God, even if they don't act like it. They are. Honor that and honor your future wife and children now by honoring God with your eyes, your mind, your body, In your heart. Jesus, I pray right now for everyone in the room. God, your truth is better than any lie. And I just I don't just say that to throw that out there. God, it's true. Because so many people in the room right now are even feeling the weight of the lies that they believe. And God, I pray that there will be no condemnation. God, they are new creatures in Christ. There is forgiveness in Jesus. No matter what anybody's done here or gone through, Jesus, your grace is greater. God, I pray right now that the enemy would not use that in any way as we get ready to sing some more. God, I pray right now that you would just continue to do some work in hearts. That Lord, there would be people that would turn to you and run towards you and flee the fiction that the culture feeds us. God, I pray right now for every person in this room that we would worship. We love you tonight, and we thank you for your word and your truth that cuts through the lies.